Hi, my name is Madhava Jayamohan, and welcome to the ACS Memory Palace. Many thanks to Nate DeMeo for his inspiration. This is a coffee story. Well, it's really his story, but as time went on, it became coffee story. For optimal listening, please use headphones and have a cup of coffee at hand as we begin this coffee tale. I could begin from when an Ethiopian goat herd first discovered the coffee tree. I could even start from when coffee first came to Europe. But the best, and perhaps only place, to start his tale is from when the mayor of Amsterdam gave the then young King Louis XIV of France a young coffee plant. This was an enormous honor from the mayor's part because coffee was such a popular luxury. Back then, coffee wasn't just your average cup of joe. It was a sensation, maybe even a revolution. It spread like wildfire throughout the entire Western world and started to become one of the most beloved beverages of all time. The king, properly acknowledging the quality of his gift, ordered the plant to be grown in his royal greenhouse, the only place it could survive as coffee was a temperamental plant that could not acclimate to the climate and weather of Europe. Any who dared to steal the plant from the greenhouse would be sentenced to death. Then enters on scene our protagonist, Gabriel Declou, an enterprising middle-aged French naval officer. Declou was a man at the right time, at the right place, and with the right means. He was stationed at Martinique, a Caribbean island where he owned a plantation on the island's northwest region. As a plantation owner, Duclou immediately recognized coffee would be a cash crop. He realized that Europeans, and particularly the French, would do anything for coffee. He also knew that coffee plants grew best in tropical climates with lots of sunshine and rain, like the climate of Martinique. He already had the plantation, he already had the workers, and now he is a citoyen of one of the few countries who has a coffee plant. He could do it. If he takes enough of a risk and can steal a single shoot of the coffee plant from the King of France, he could become a millionaire. So, in 1723, Gabriel de Clou stole from his own king one coffee seedling. He seduced a woman at the French court who in turn charmed the royal physician to steal the seedling. He must have been very charming to pull it off. Then, the enterprising and seductive naval officer chartered a boat from France to Martinique. It was supposed to be a smooth journey, no bumps, no hitches, just him and the coffee plant, which was then to be planted on his plantation in Martinique, mother hundreds of coffee trees, and proceed to make Duclou millions. However, sea voyage then was extremely perilous. More so, if you were a young coffee seedling. Declou tried to protect the seedling as best as he could. He kept it in a small glass greenhouse and guarded it as if it was his own child. But a glass greenhouse can't do much against human greed, as Declou's obsession over protecting the seedling caught the attention of a Dutchman on the ship. Now, the Dutchman reached the same conclusion as Declou. He realized the money-making potential of coffee and he offered to buy the seedling from Declou, who refused. So the Dutchman declued Declou. 
He stole a piece of Duclos coffee ceiling while the man was asleep and disembarked from the ship at Madeira. The theft had seriously injured the plant, but Duclos managed to nurse it back to health. However, something interrupted the ceiling's convalescence, specifically a horde of Tunisian pirates. These pirates weren't just any Tunisians, they were Barbary Corsair pirates, the professionals of the piracy industry. These pirates would either steal all of the passengers' possessions, take the passengers as slaves, or do both. The ship's captain didn't waste any time after sighting them. He took the helm of the boat and then he sailed. It was a classic high-speed boat chase. The captain sailed with all of his might and wit. After all, he was highly motivated by the distant, blood-curdling cheers of the pirates. Eventually, he outmaneuvered them on the ocean. But in the heat of the chase, the clue had fallen into one of the greatest calamities a sailor can face. A hurricane on the open sea. It was the mother of all storms. Waves twice as tall as the ship crashed into it, battering the ship again and again, crashing the passengers into the deck. Thunder roared without contest and random flashes of lightning snaked up from the sky and into the sea. After a few terrifying hours, the clue and the ship emerged from the storm, battered and bruised, but still barely alive. But the coffee plant was on its last legs. During the storm, a majority of the ship's fresh water was either lost overboard or contaminated by salt water. The ship only had a few precious barrels of fresh water left, so the captain rationed the water. The only problem was that the seedling was not included in the ration. Now, if Duclos was the captain, he would have most definitely sacrificed some person's water for his plant. But the real captain was firm on his decision. No plants over humans. So the seedling was in danger of dehydration. But Duclos hadn't gone through all of this for nothing. He had stolen a seed and suffered theft, a pirate raid, and even a hurricane to plant the seedling. He wasn't stopping now. So he sacrificed a part of his meager water ration for the seedling. He suffered his parching thirst and with inhumane willpower managed to keep the seedling alive. He took this gamble, praying that the ship would reach Martinique before it was too late. But he did reach Martinique. Then he raced to his plantation, planted the seedling, and set a standing guard over it at all times. He prayed with all his might for the seedling to grow. And perhaps God was watching over him as the seedling did grow into a fine Arabica tree with dapper green leaves and two pounds of coffee seeds. From there, his plantation of coffee trees grew and grew, with each year bringing more trees and more seeds. Just like he said he would, Duclos made millions off of coffee. This story is his story of tenacity and will and his eventual success. This story is coffee's story of how it crossed the ocean from one continent to another. Maybe as you drink your next cup of coffee, you'll remember Duclos's agonies as he suffered thirst for a coffee plant. Or maybe you'll think of the trials coffee has gone through to become the world-renowned beverage it is today. Or maybe you'll just drink it and savor its strong, bitter taste and its deep-roasted aroma. <laughs>